This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID, the smart choice for MDL implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant and UL certified for all transaction modes. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Now celebrating our 90th anniversary. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I'm joined by another first-timer on the AmbiCast, Jeffrey Schmitz, the director of the Alaska DMV. Jeff, welcome to the AmbiCast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Well, you know, I invited you on because, you know, uh, in fairness to those listening, uh, Jeff and I were at a meeting together, and he was chatting, and he was kind of reminding the group of the unique idiosyncrasies of the state of Alaska. And I think there are some things that we know through stereotype. There are some things that we expect, and there are some things we have no idea. And I think anyone who is good at all at their trivia learns at some point that Alaska is the largest state by land, area, and mass. But I'm not sure everybody really appreciates what that means. So why don't we start there? Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, this comes from years of us being educated about what the United States looks like by looking at maps on the TV and mm-hmm. uh, cell phone commercials or whatever, where you see Alaska and Hawaii down. Kind of disembodied. Yeah, disembodied is. down in the lower, <laughs> in the lower left-hand corner. And it's um, really is a gross misrepresentation about how big Alaska is. And, mm-hmm. and really, I, I understand why those companies do that because it would be, there's no way to put the size of Alaska really as, as it relates to the lower 48 on their maps because it would just be too big. So I had a chance to sort of explain the size and the geography of Alaska to our director colleagues here at our meeting today and really to try to give some sort of point of reference as to how big Alaska mm-hmm. is and the challenges that it becomes in, in serving the public, uh, sparse public in, in Alaska, but spread out over such a large geographic mm-hmm. area. And so I don't think a lot of people really understand truly uh, how big Alaska is. So mm-hmm. I had a chance to t- talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, and if you know, listeners want to pull up an actual map of the state of Alaska, hopefully you'll get a, a true representation of where it is way up on the top of the world, huge yeah. land mass. Um, and you can see for yourself really how big it is. Yeah. And so that was really the point of the, of the conversation. Right. But you, you, you made some good references, which is that if you took Alaska, and you overlaid it over the 48 states, you know, what that would cover. Yes, absolutely. If you, if you put it right over the top of the lower 48 map, it would cover from San Francisco, California to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and, and, and about Atlanta, Georgia. So when you're talking about the Aleutian Islands and Southeast Alaska and, and how, it, how it represents and how it lays in terms of size, it's it's a ginormic, uh, ginormous uh, land mass, and um, it's really, truly is... Um, uh, pretty big, and I saw another graphic uh, uh, that I, I shared with the team today to say if you took the square miles of Alaska and you looked at, for example, the United States, and, you, and it would cover all the way from Maine down to the you know southern tip of Florida, out westerly till about uh, Tennessee, and that mm-hmm. would be the landmass of the of the area that, of, of Alaska. And it's it really is. Um, a very unique state in that yeah. perspective and how big it is. You know, everyone knows it's the biggest state, but it's twice right. it's twice the size of the state of Texas, for example, yeah. which is which is very big. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, you're not from Alaska originally. No, no. I was uh, born and raised in the Midwest in Minnesota, yeah. and so I uh, had a chance to come up and take the director position in Alaska a few years ago. And, um, you know, great uh, life-changing experience for me. Yeah. You know, go yeah, go west, young man. We were, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still doing that in America. We're still traveling west as, as Americans. And really, people are still discovering places like Alaska, which is truly is the last frontier. Yeah. And it's, you know, only been a state for just over 60 years. So mm-hmm. uh, certainly it's a it's an area now that that everyone is, is discovering and they and they should for those who don't know much about Alaska if you don't ever get a chance to come up to Alaska you should mm-hmm. it really is a, a very unique state and, and you would love it and how did that uniqueness or how does that uniqueness translate into delivering DMV services you know you had a background working with other jurisdiction DMVs before going to Alaska and so what what's the same and what's different that plays into that uniqueness sure well, in a you know, for example, in, in the lower 48, it's nothing to get in your vehicle and drive to, um, for example, another DMV office or go to visit your offices in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Alaska, you really can't do that. There, there's no road system that covers the entire state. In fact, it only co- covers a portion of the state. A lot of the villages and the communities that are in um, in Alaska, you know, the, the native indigenous populations which are there, uh, really are spread out all throughout the state and not necessarily accessible by road. Um, you know, sometimes it's, you need to get, you have a ferry to go there or you have to have a plane to go into those areas. And it's a very remote, very vast state. And that presents challenges for, uh, you know, public servants like myself trying to figure out how we can serve mm-hmm. those communities and get a chance to do that. And so we're still exploring the best ways to do that and certainly working with communities across the state to try to figure out ways that we can serve them. And, um, you know, that really is a challenge for us in terms of trying to modernize what we do and make things more electronic and easier for modern-day citizens, but also have a presence uh, to be able to have people not have to take expensive plane trips to come into one of our hubs and where mm-hmm. we are located. And so we can provide more services to them and their communities, which, which we're now able to yeah. do. There's a little irony there that you would have to take an airplane to go take your driver's test. Absolutely. There is there is many stories uh, about for citizens having to do exactly that, where they have to leave their community, get on a plane, and go to a different community to be able to take their driver's test. Yeah. And that that is something that, uh, you know, you know, just because of the size of our state, that's the reality of, of what Alaska is yeah. about. But uh, certainly it's it's uh, that's what Alaskans been doing for many years. Yeah. And have you had to do that a lot as director to be able to go in get out and meet your teams and meet the staff and visit the different service centers, you've got to fly around the state to, to do that. Yes. You know, I, I've had the chance to visit many of my offices here in the, in the it was my fourth year now as director, okay. and, but I haven't been up to all of them How yet. many are there? How many do you have? Uh, the, state, we, the state offices, we have 16 offices. Mm-hmm. Uh, our business partners, you know, they, they have about another 60 offices across mm-hmm. the state. So, you know, in relative to other states where there's hundreds and hundreds of offices, you know, we, we you know, 60 or 70 is about what we have to be able to serve this vast, you know, vast state. So uh, I have not had a chance to visit all offices yet, but it's my goal yeah. every summer to try to get out to uh, some of them. And I've had a chance to visit several so far. But I guess it, with, with only 60 or 70 spread across such a land area, I think that drives home the point that for some people, it's quite a distance to their closest center. 
Absolutely, and that's what we hear from Alaskans, and that's what I hear from the public there about the challenges they mm -hmm. have to to take their their child into an area to, to take their test and, and the yeah. cost involved with that not just getting there but you know you got to arrive the night before there's hotel costs there's food costs it just it, it, oh, yeah. it it's a lot more expensive than people would think for just the common things that maybe people in the lower 48 go into their local dmv take right. for take for you know for granted which you know our our population sometimes it could be very very expensive proposition to have to do these required things that are you know that we need in our to do in our lives to earn our license to earn yeah. our CDL to, to get our ID things that we need to do to, to live our lives, it's not as easy as it as it sounds as it might be in the lower 48. Now outside of those transactions, some of which you just gave an example of, where you have to see that person in the physical being a driver's test an initial issuance to vet identity. I would imagine logic would suggest that then in a place like Alaska, it would be very easy to encourage and convert people to online services, as opposed to some other other states where they still see some reluctance from the public who still want to come in and do it in person. It seems like Alaskans would really want to embrace doing as much online as possible. Is that is there any accuracy in my hypothesis? I think so. And I think that, you know, as we grow more comfortable with living our world and our lives uh, really everywhere across the world more electronically, uh, just like that, Alaskans are feeling more comfortable using online services as well. Uh, one of the major pushes that I have as director is I think up to 95% of our services can be done online. Mm. That doesn't mean that the population is utilizing to that that capacity right meaning that there's still a lot of comfort in going into your hometown dmv and mm -hmm. visiting with the the person that you've gone to for many years and having your services done there that's a comfort level for a lot of people but it's not a requirement and um, this is really what we were trying to educate Alaskans to do is, is to feel comfortable uh, utilizing our online services to purchase the things that they need to buy for their their lives and their licenses and their registrations, the things that they need to do does not need to be done in person. Uh, certainly, we're happy to do that. However, the, I think the growing trend is to try to make more conveniences for people so mm -hmm. they can uh, spend less time in a DMV office and they can be spending more time doing things that they enjoy and we're, we're able uh, to do that for them. It's just a matter of trying it to realize how easy it is and how, how convenient it is and, yeah. and just getting that word out of over course. and over again and getting the general public just confident and be able to do that. Well, and then how are you able to do that again in a place where the population is so dispersed across so many different areas? I mean, I'm sure you've got a couple of focal media markets and population centers, I would assume Anchorage, Juneau, Fairbanks, maybe a, a few others, mm -hmm. but the challenge of reaching these remote populations, not with the services, but with the messaging, Yes. How do you what? How does the strategy go there? Well, that's a that's a great point. I think being able to offer the the latest and greatest in terms of modernized services, you know, such as you know, getting your mobile driver's license or mm -hmm. electronic titling or developing a DMV mobile app, these are all things that um, will make things easier for people and understand that they don't have to you know take those trips mm -hmm. into the DMV to do these important things. And, you know, we're still developing a lot of these programs. We're working on those right now, like a lot of states are, to yeah. try to make things easier and convenient. Uh, updated website using AI technology wherever we can, just to try to use the most mm -hmm. modernized services to 
make those available to Alaskans yeah. and make them feel comfortable with doing that. Um, and then it's, it's about getting the word out that, we, hey, we do these things, that this is, in fact, you're able to do this. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, marketing things that we can do and ramp up in terms of our advertising about what we can do, getting social me- messages out, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just really uh, talking about the, uh, the abilities that people can do uh, just using their DMV online. Yeah. And that starts with messaging probably very, very early when people come in on their first visit to the DMV to say, well, you, yes, you had to come in and visit us today, but you know, with your driver's license, for example, in Alaska, you don't have to come back and see us again for another 16 years because yeah. at your eight-year renewal, you can do that online. Mm-hmm. It's beginning that education process early so people know that that's an option. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned the buzzword in there, AI, or buzz letters, if you will. What, what are you doing in Alaska with AI? Well, we're, we've already instituted an, an AI feature on our website. It's a rudimentary, just sort of a pilot AI uh, chat bot. Kind of chat bot, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're working in that, but we're looking at more advanced levels. Uh, if you think about um, really what the D, the value of a DMV clerk is, is their experience to know all of the statutes and all of mm-hmm. the rules and all of the, the methods to get all the licensing done. Uh, you know, that's one thing that AI can help with is in a, in a, a click of a button, uh, all of those rules and all of that that knowledge is there uh, for the for the AI feature to be able to, to utilize that just like an experienced DMV clerk so yeah. uh, even the most advanced uh, sensitive complicated type questions we, we would be able to help them virtually versus having to come in and see somebody in person and uh, as time goes on, people will realize that uh, that utilizing the AI features that we're install- installing, that we have installed, will become as convenient and comfortable for them as going into and visit mm-hmm. a DMV clerk. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that you're leaning into AI in such a strategic way. You've decided to invest in dedicating some resources to really explore that in your, in your agency. Absolutely. And this is a major focus that, that I'm um, doing right now, working with our governor's office, our commissioner's office, and really all of our IT folks is, is asking the question, is this service, in-person service needed? Is this how we do things um, in a traditional manner? Mm-hmm. You know, do we have to do that moving forward? Yeah. And this is a way for us, and we are investing um, uh, our time and our money to be able to invest in these programs. And just like anything you do in life, anytime you invest or upgrade or modernize, it's not cheap to do that, right. but there, it's also not cheap, cheap to stay the way you are. I mean, there's a, there's a, a cost of, of not improving as well. So it's, it's a investment in Alaskans, it's an investment in our population and how we do business, and it's certainly worth it. And it sounds like when you arrived four years ago, you've you came into a place where they, they've had some catching up to do, right? They've stayed where they are, maybe even longer than some of your peers, that everybody has had a journey to go, whether it's modernization, whether it's policies and processes. It seems like um, you've had to do some catch up and you're now in an environment and a culture that they're they're ready to catch up and you've got some good executive branch support to do so. Absolutely, and there's a, there's a hunger and an appetite to try to make things easier and convenient. And I, and I will say that, in, in any any of the 50 states in the United States, if there's any one state that could really benefit from modernization and from utilizing the, the latest and greatest technical tools out there, it's Alaska because as we mentioned earlier, we have a remote population and we were spread all over a vast state. Uh, being able to take your cell phone out uh, if you have internet coverage or utilizing yeah. the tools that you already have to, to, to purchase the services that you need, to buy the license that you need, and do so in a convenient way is something that 
that really will benefit the, the, the citizens of our state, and that's why yeah. we're, we're investing the time and effort in to do that. In terms of catching up, absolutely. I think a lot of uh, states are, you know, just like we are, you know, our ability to open up the, the DMV doors in the morning, close them at night, and try to serve the people the best we can in our lobbies during the day was the previous major focus. Now the major focus is, you know, we love our citizens, but we don't want to have to see you. Maybe if you can, if you can purchase your services online, um, it will be more convenient for you, and it'll be more cost-effective for us. So uh, this is really what we want to do because we think it's the right thing for our yeah. population. That's cool. Um, one of the things that you shared is, again, in a way of trying to be innovative and reach more folks and leverage business partners, you're one of the few states, maybe the only state, that's doing something particularly creative as it relates to CDL issuance. Can you tell everybody what Alaska is doing there? Yes, I believe Alaska is the only state now that's allowing our third-party business partners to issue CDLs. Um, so this really puts us out front. We're trend-setting in that area. We started a pilot last year to work with one of our business partners. We've expanded that to all business partners who are interested in, in offering this service as a part of their portfolio and their businesses just to make sure that uh, those business partners are utilizing and leveraging their uh, ability to serve the public and also offering those services that are, are needed in our state where uh, CDLs are so important that we turn those around as quickly as possible mm -hmm. and we have as many outlets as possible that can that can issue those so that people can be become employed and they can use those CDLs to get jobs and keep commerce moving right. uh, in a state again a remote state we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make sure that the infrastructure is, is flowing uh, and commerce is, is doing everything um, that we can do license wise to help them so that it's about an effort of trying to help our community and our population so when you say business partners in, in Alaska these are private sector operations that are delegated the responsibilities of delivering motor vehicle services yes they they act on behalf of DMV the division of motor vehicles you know in Alaska so they are our partners in that they're they're reselling state services or they're providing additional outlets for the public to be able to go into and to purchase services. So it's, it provides more outlets in the state for uh, individuals to, to be able to, to, to go to a DMV and get their services done. There might be one right in their neighborhood yeah. that's convenient for them versus having to go to a state office in, the, in another town, for example. So there's lots of reasons why uh, the business partner program is important to, to our success. And they were already doing non-CDL DLs in that in those operations? Yes, they were already doing those, issuing those uh, regular licenses. Now we've expanded that to, to have the, the ability to issue a CDL, which is a it's a federal license. Right. It's a more complicated transaction. Um, but we have every confidence in the world that it's, uh, the partnership's going to be strong. Our oversight of those, uh, the issuance of those licenses will, will be spot on, and that we'll be able to successfully um, you know, implement this. And who knows, maybe around the country the word will get out, and other states will, will, will adopt this as well. But we are doing this now in Alaska, and it's something that we just recently started. And are those the same business partner doing the test? as well or are they getting the test somewhere else and then bringing those results to get the issuance at this private company in most cases uh citizens are, are doing their testing you know through other companies who just do the testing the third-party testing yes yep. facilities and then they have to of course meet which those facilities have to meet the the ELDT requirements, right. and uh, it's just taking the paperwork when they're done with all of their training and everything, rather than taking their paperwork into a state office, they now have the option of, of also going to a business partner for the ones who are signed up to do that mm -hmm. and trained to do that. 
uh, just provides more outlets for people to be able to, to complete that transaction and be issued that CDL. All right. That's, and FMCSA had to formally approve this? Uh, FMCSA sort of took a, uh, well, we're not going to approve it or disapprove it approach. It just, we're still going to hold the state of Alaska responsible for the issuance of CDLs. Because how you issue it is really not their authority, right? Just the, I mean, in terms of like who's issuing it, I guess that's what I hear you saying is they said, you know, it's your license. We're just, as long as whoever's doing it is still meeting the standards and yes. you're responsible to audit those third parties and make sure they're doing the right things. That's exactly right. Yep. That's the mm -hmm. stance they took on this, which I think was the appropriate stance. Mm -hmm. um, and we did, we asked them many times uh, just to make sure we were very clear on, on what they knew our intent was and, and what we, yeah. we knew their requirements were. And they weren't going to stand in the way of us moving forward with that initiative, uh, but just making sure we understood that uh, we're still responsible for the issuance of every CDL and, yeah. and how that that uh, that unfolds moving yeah. forward. And those partners also do real ID compliant licenses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. They're they've been uh, selling real ID since we start selling them in 2019. So uh, they've been on board with that and, uh, and and doing a great job with it. All right. So Jeff, I'm curious. You know, when I've talked to some different jurisdictions over the years, um, different cultural impacts of being able to support indigenous peoples. And in Alaska, there's the, its own culture, even different than indigenous peoples, maybe in the lower 48. I think Alaska has its own culture around uh, indigenous peoples. And I'm curious about, again, being an outsider to Alaska and then going there, uh, what that has meant, what it looks like, and does it mean anything different in terms of delivering DMV services? Well, absolutely. You know, Alaska has a very... Um, unique population mix and certainly the indigenous and native populations the tribal populations in alaska uh, i mean there are hundreds of them and they're yeah. spread out all over the state so the challenge is are we effectively meeting their needs and, and, and from a dmv perspective and are we accessible to them and uh, really any government service probably can say that ask the same question is how are we available for all the services that we provide DMV is no different. Um, again, uh, I'm very sensitive to the fact that, you know, with somebody, uh, you know, in a remote portion of our state having to wrestle with the possibility of trying to figure out how to get their son or their daughter into one of our offices to be mm -hmm. able to take their driver's exam and things of that nature can be very challenging. So yeah. what can we do to be able to help them? And um, we have just, I was just telling the story earlier today about how we, uh, we just recently had a chance to go up into our Bristol Bay community area and work with some communities uh, in that area to be able to send some DMV folks in there, DMV in a box, and, mm -hmm. and set up and work with those communities uh, for a week. And lots of smiles, lots of happy faces, lots of very satisfied customers that DMV would take the time to be able to go in their community and work with them. We look forward to doing more of that. Uh, certainly, uh, there's logistical challenges with, with, do, with, with efforts like that, but it's an important that we get out and have a chance to do that, to try to serve as many Alaskans as we can in their communities. And I think that's the way government uh, is meant to be done, and, and our job is to try to do that in whatever way, shape, or form that we can, mm -hmm. and this is one way that we can do that. Neat, neat. So when we talk about everything from you know, spread out populations and CDLs and getting around, 
being from Alaska, I gotta ask you, you ever been on any of those ice roads that we've all watched on TV, those truckers drive on so, so many times? <laughs> well, I tell you what, just being in Alaska, especially in the last couple of months, any road you drive on is, a, is, an, <laughs> is an ice road. Is an ice road. <laughs> uh, uh, we've had a, a very challenging um, uh, first couple of months of our winter season here, uh, you know, particularly in Anchorage where I'm located. Uh, lots of snow. I think the first two weeks, November, 38 inches of snow, oh something gosh. like that. So that, that's a ton. Uh, but uh, no, I haven't been across a lake that's frozen <laughs> on a semi yet. Uh, I look forward to doing that maybe someday just to say I've done that. But but, uh, you know, really, it's about getting around the state in any way that you can. And, and, and we are creative in how we do that. Yeah, that's great. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you chatting a bit today about the uniqueness of Alaska and running a DMV in Alaska and that there's so many things fundamentally is still in common with everybody else, but there are a few things that you just got to look at through a little bit of a different lens. That's exactly right. And I would hope uh, one message that I would hope that everyone would learn from in sharing information is, you know, Alaska is unique in many ways. Uh, it's not at your standard, uh, you know, every state has got their unique abilities sure. and, and, and conditions, but Alaska, just because of the size, the location, the vastness, um, you know, the makeup of the population, just how unique we are as a state. All of those are conditions that really make Alaska a terrific, absolutely terrific state. Yeah. And one that I hope that people take the time to learn more about because yeah. uh, great things are happening there. That's, that's great. Well, you're part of making them happen. It's clear. So we're, we're so glad you're part of this community and that uh, you continue to engage. You're a member of the Region 4 board. I've never been to Alaska. I look forward to maybe getting there sometime in the not-so-distant future. Um, anyone you've talked to that's been there or visited there just, you know, talks about its grandeur, its beauty, its breathtaking. And so I look forward to seeing it with my own eyes. Absolutely. We look forward to having you come up whenever, yeah. whenever you can make it up. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. I appreciate the invitation. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Till next week, stay well. Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast, hosted by Ian Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode was brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.